Coming to you live is the Auto Hub Show, changing automotive one show at a time with Ian and Jeff. And here we go. And this is Jeff. We're here at uh, Driving Sales Conference in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And we have our partner in crime here today. Uh, you may not know who he is, but I'm sure he'll introduce. So go ahead, Mr. Larry. Well, it, I'm not really sure who I am either, but uh, getting over my identity crisis, I have a uh, recruiting and training company called Career Changers USA, soon to uh, be known as Career Changers International, since these two fine gentlemen have kidnapped me and I'm spending it more time in uh, Canada these days than Wayne Gretzky used to. <laughs> so, uh, Larry, I mean, obviously you've been in driving sales before. I'm assuming this is, this is, this is my first time. I, I heard uh, some tremendous things from uh, Jared Hamilton. Um, they had a business manager, a, a business professor from Harvard, uh, talking about disruptive rather than sustainable. Um, really interesting, really, and, and meeting a lot of really cool people in the room, too. He's he's talking about the fact that his theory um, is that good business practice can inevitably hurt you. And they they used an example of the steel company, which produced the finest and best steel, which was the most profitable. And smaller companies came in little mills to build rebar and they ignored it because rebar was not much of a profit margin for them. And eventually they just kept taking over each phase to the point where the, the giant integrated steel markets went away. Um, they used the, the blockbuster analogy that when blockbuster looked at Netflix to them, Netflix was a joke because blockbuster, you walked in, it was an impulse buy. Hey, look at that great movie. Let me get it. And Netflix was, well, it was three to five days and it was in the mail and we've seen how that dynamic has flipped. So they're talking about the fact that we need to look at the things that maybe are, are counterintuitive, the things that are less profitable and the fringe things to keep an eye on them as well as keeping the sustainability of keeping our, our most profitable situations and customers happy. Was so that... Does that make, that make any sense? So you're saying, Larry, that this isn't like your typical automotive conference. This isn't where let's talk about leads and lead gen and ROI and everything else. That's correct. That's that's uh, that's that's correct. And it absolutely positively made all the sense in the world to me, because as you guys know, I'm a, a little bit of a disruptor myself. You bet. You bet. Um, well, I my eyes light up when I walk into people and they say, yeah, man, we're really having trouble finding people because I seem to be uh, one of the few people out there can actually find techs and other service personnel. Um, and I'd love to tell you that there's a magical situation or solution, but there isn't. It's just being disruptor. It's maybe focusing a little bit less on the tech end and more on the people end, because I think no matter how brilliant you are technically, you have to be aware of the fact that, that it's still a business that revolves around people and is for people. And if you can connect with people and be accessible, you have a huge advantage, right? Best technology in the world. If you can't use it or access it, 
Tell me one person that's happy going through nine phone prompts and getting hum, hung up on. So, so I mean, obviously, uh, I'm looking for people in our business and in every other business as I, as I travel around, I'm sure you as well. Um, what advice can you give, uh, you know, dealers and other businesses on how to find people and why do you, how do you think they're falling down? Okay, the, the, the advice is a bit self-serving, but it's really simple. You get a hold of Larry Feldman at careerchangersusa.com, um, and I'll find you people. Now, as to, as to why they're falling down, we're no longer good at communicating, and sometimes the people at dealerships that we, we task to find us people may not be really familiar with what these people do. Um, I, I would I would like to consider myself articulate, but if you say, all right, Larry, that's great. Now let's hear it in Spanish or ancient Greek. I'm not going to go anywhere because I don't speak either one of those languages, not only not fluently, not at all. However, in my own language and in my own vernacular, I'm very comfortable and I can make things make sense. So the fact that I, I owned a dealership and I was involved with service and had a service department and had a body shop means I think I can relate a little better and a little easier. And the fact that people always make fun of me, and I love it because I always answer my phone. And and to the point now, gentlemen, I've actually hired a young lady that if I don't answer, she answers for me. I got to tell you something, Larry. That's the number one thing that I have picked up from you other than public shyness is it really, it really sticks in my mind. The fact you say you always answer your phone. And I wish I could be like that because I don't. And I have right. all sorts of excuses that I make. But wow. Well, you you told phone. me that you don't always answer your phone because it might be Ian calling. Well, actually, Ian, I have every phone number he uses. And Ian's actually, I got to tell you something about this guy. He is phenomenal at contacting people. We had one show where somebody called him the follow-up beast. Well, Ian has three phone numbers. One of them's blocked. One of them's under Nethercott and Associates. One of them is under Ian. And I have all mine saved by Ian's other phone number. But boy, oh boy, he finds the way to do it. But frankly, I find there's nothing better than somebody that always answers their phone. Uh, I concur. That's awesome. Of course I got questions for Larry. How are you doing? How's it going? Thank goodness. Business is really, really good um, in Canada. In the United States, I'm, I'm currently uh, finding people and training people and recruiting people in California, obviously all over Canada. I'm all over Florida. Uh, I'm heading to Indiana um, towards the later part of this month. Business is good. And I think it's good because I want it to be good because I, I, I adhere to the fact that if you want to be rich, act like you're broke. And if you want to go broke, act like you're rich. And when you're hungry for business and have an attitude of gratitude, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's not as hard as people may, may put it out. I'm anxious to get business. I appreciate every deal. Every salesperson should understand that the greatest tie isn't a drug. It's when people say yes. Nice glasses, by the way. Yeah. Thanks very much. Uh, special uh, shout out to uh, Retail Resilient Gale. Uh, you know, you should come over with some interviews. But also, we've got some over there. We'll be able to track them over. some interviews. We'll back to the mic. Folks. Would you like to come in for an interview? <laughs> so, so Larry, we um, we tried. Unfortunately, uh, the the shyness that I do not suffer from, other people seem to. Uh, oh, it's funny, but 
a big question I have. How the heck do you do this? You're, you're finding people in Vancouver, Canada, and you're sitting in Philadelphia, and you're not there. You don't work in the dealership, but you're finding more people than they can find themselves. So Correct. What, how's that? Well, the... I'm not really much of an outdoorsman, but if the two of you have ever fished, you understand that it's not only knowing where to look, but how to bait the hook. So it's having the proper approach to the ads. It's having the proper verbiage. It's being right on top of everything because expediency is everything in life. And it's particularly everything in recruiting, particularly service recruiting. So not really overly complicated. Very cool. So listen, thank you very much. We appreciate your take. Well, we love having you here. You know that. And um, we are going to give you a break. Sure. We're going to take a break. And now time. Ian is going to do a selection of Ray Charles songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd prefer Stevie Wonder. Wait Isn't a minute. He's got he the dark glasses. What's wrong with wait, 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 What's wrong with Roy Orbison? There we go. That's more like Ian's type of music. You got to do. I hear uh, our illustrious Frank Nester is pretty good at Queen, by the way. Mamma mia, mamma mia. <laughs> don't no, you have no. certain laws you have to adhere to i'm not sure heel. calling him illustrious is uh heel larry heel 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 boy fair and accurate <laughs> thank you thanks for joining us it was a great show and follow us anywhere you would like on your favorite podcast on facebook on linkedin and of course on our youtube or subscribe to our own channel